Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, one of the hardest things that I have to do as a pastor, one of the things that I hate the most, is telling somebody that their Jesus isn't real. It sort of sounds like the opposite of the thing that a pastor ought to be doing. I figure, if anything, I really ought to encourage people to be more religious, not less. But instead, I shatter their hopes and their ideas of who their Jesus is and what he does. Because their Jesus is custom-made just for them, custom-fitted to their heart and all of its hopes and fears. I hate saying that their Jesus isn't real because it ends really predictably. They get hurt, and so usually they, they get mad. And every single reaction I've ever had has made me feel unreligious, mean-spirited, arrogant. Who am I to know what's right? How am I supposed to judge somebody else's beliefs, especially in politics aside, such a pretty affirming culture. But the problem with your own personal Jesus is that he's never actually where you think he's going to be. Because you thought of him in your own heart. You didn't hear from him, his promise. You can see it today. The Magi start looking for the king of the Jews. So they go to Jerusalem, where the king lives, which makes sense. Because, like, their Jesus was supposed to be a powerful ruler. Their Jesus was supposed to be a helper who got rid of bad things like poverty and terrorism and famine, malice. But when they went to where the king sat, instead, they found a monster. A king who only wanted power for himself and would slaughter little children just to keep it. There's something to learn here. Not only will we go looking for a Herod long before we're ever willing to look for a Christ from our own sinful nature, Along the way, we will do our very best to convince ourselves that the Herod is the Christ. That's what happens when you have your own personal Jesus. You can name him whatever you want, but when he comes from the desires of your heart, well, he very much looks like something earthly. When you create your own Jesus, a God after your own heart, and you go looking where your heart tells you to look, best case scenario is that you come up empty. You go looking, you can't find him because, well, my Jesus said things wouldn't be like this. My Jesus said I would always be happy. My Jesus said I would have everything that I wanted, 
He made every kind of campaign promise that you would hear on an election year, but I don't have any of that stuff. So my Jesus let me down. Worst case scenario, you do find something there. Just much worse. That's where the Magi meet Herod in our text today. Every last one of them is looking for Jesus. At first, according to their own hearts. And at first, coming up empty. Because the thing is, you can't find Jesus. He has to be revealed. He has to epiphany. He has to show you who he is. He does it through his word. The scribes and the priests searched the scriptures. And there, they found the real Jesus. Only two things can come from God's word telling us who our God actually is. The first, when Herod kept looking for his own Jesus anyway, with every single intent to kill him. Because if you look for Jesus according to your own standard, you will end up trying to destroy the real one. Every time. If you try and force Jesus to be what you think he should be, not only are you going to be really disappointed with what you end up finding, but you will be turning your back on the real Jesus and every promise that he makes. And like Herod, you will do horrible things to try and keep what is yours. And in the end, the only thing that you will feel for your own personal Jesus will end up being hatred. Because that guy lets you down. You see, idols do that. That's why they call them idols. They eventually fail, all of them. Even the ones named Jesus. But the Magi, having been shown from the word of God, the real one. They learned more. They went back to the word, and they found him. He was revealed. So they went to the house of bread, Bethlehem, looking for a savior who was the Christ, not of their hearts, but the one revealed from the scriptures. He would be found in Bethlehem, the house of bread, a city that seems unimportant, unimpressive, passed over by anyone who could possibly be somewhere better. But after the scriptures had revealed the Christ, these wise men believed, and they brought him gifts according to such faith. The real Jesus, not their own personal Jesus, but the real Jesus. He is surrounded by gold and incense. He is the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and Jacob. He is the God who dwelt within the Holy of Holies, who was worshipped in power and majesty and might. In the Holy of Holies, there was gold and incense. Isaiah saw it as he trembled with fear while angels sang the liturgy. The real Jesus. Not the one of their hearts, but the real one. He needs myrrh. It's a burial spice. Because the real Jesus, the God who took flesh to enter this world, he needed to die. You see, the gifts that the Magi brought, they were not culturally understood trinkets of value. They were confessions of faith. They laid before the infant Christ the creed. 
a confession of who their Jesus is and what he would do for them. A confession of hope, because this Jesus who had entered into salvation, God made flesh, would bleed and die to save them from their sins. Because they who had seen in the scriptures believed the real Jesus loves them and loves you. He loves us enough even to dare to call us out of our own fantasies about who he might be, enough to squash our own idols named Jesus, to replace them with the real one that actually can and does save. Because the real Jesus does not make campaign promises, but he was born for you and for me, that despite all of the lies that I would tell myself and everyone around me about what I can build in this world, I can be saved even when things don't look like I wanted them to, even when they look unimportant or unimpressive, even when they are passed over by anyone who could possibly have something better to do this morning. But instead, the real Jesus was born for you and for me, who hide inside of insecurities born of the very same fears that drove Herod to madness. The real Jesus came into this world for you and for me, for those who are afraid of the things that are happening in this world, for those who are afraid of that which they think cannot hold, for those who are afraid of the power of death. The real Jesus came into this world because love that is born this strong cannot do anything but come into a little town called Bethlehem to be laid in a feeding trough, a manger, and the house of bread for sinners like us even though we may not be remembered in history books. God loved us so much that even though the history books might forget me, he has penned my name into the book of life before the world was ever formed, and he has done this for you as well. He loved you so much that he would even care for you in your lowliness, for he doesn't need perfect cities or perfect governments or perfect lives to take care of you. He cares for you by joining you in your lowliness, in your weakness, and in your sin. He bears that sin upon the cross for you. He dies and calls you forgiven. He dies and brings for you salvation. He dies and rises again and gives to you hope so that the real Jesus wouldn't be limited to something so small and single-minded as our hearts. The real Jesus wouldn't be an imaginary friend that you talk to when you're scared but can't actually change anything. The real Jesus would be found right where the scriptures promised he actually would be, laid in a feeding trough in the house of bread, feeding sinners with his body and blood. The real Jesus is found on this altar, given under bread and wine for you to eat and drink. The real Jesus brings with him mercy, forgiveness, salvation, life, not to the worthy, not to the powerful, but to those who have heard the word, to those to which he has been revealed and believe, to you. We gather here full of fear of what the world's going to do, full of insecurity about ourselves and everything going on around us, but in joyful hope because Jesus is here for you, the one who answers prayer with mercy and hope the one who answers sin with forgiveness and life, the one who answers you with salvation. We kneel before the king and we worship because believing the same thing that the Magi were taught to believe, we find hope in him who is God made flesh to conquer death, that the glories of God would be revealed to you in this, the house of bread.
In the name of Jesus, amen.